everybody, welcome back to a new episode, welcome back, of Watch Your Not with Jay and MJ. I'm Jay. I'm MJ. Welcome back. I guess that still counts. If you're a returning listener. Yeah. Um, welcome back. Yes. Well, Come again. <laughs> thank you for showing up. Yes. Um, so, this week, um, we... Olympics are over. Obviously, they've been over. <clears throat> Can you say that like, who the fuck cares? No, it's not. It's not even that. It's, NBC made me not care. But, you know, we're not going to shit on NBC again. Actually, before we get started on everything, I am going to tell you I'm going to shit on NBC a little bit. The Peacock, bit. the Peacock website. Because I watched... Uh, you know, Remember that movie Drive? That had yes. Ryan Gosling, Christina Hendricks from Mad Men, yes. you know, Carrie Mulligan. That was a good movie. Um, I don't think I'd ever seen it, but I don't remember. But I rewatched it last night. Okay. So wait, how and can I, you rewatch something you've never seen? Or I watch whatever. Who knows? I don't. I, don't, I'm, I feel like I, sh- I feel like I saw it. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But it was on the Peacock Network. I was like, sure, great. We'll stream it. Okay. And when I tell you that we turned it on, and in like the most inopportune spot in eight, in eight, like maybe 10 minutes in, it goes to a 15 second commercial. And I was like, are you fucking shitting me? During a movie. Four times throughout the movie. I get maybe doing an ad or two during a show because it's a TV show. You're used to it. Or if you put it in a spot that like was made to have an ad or something put in it. No, it was just random. Like they'd be mid sentence and then there'd be a commercial. Yeah. Okay. So NBC did that. So I was watching rock climbing back when the Olympics were on and they literally were backstage showing the athletes, and the guy goes, here's the cool part. Clicked ad. And it came back. And they're like, so that was the awesome part about why this was cool. Oh, no. This didn't do that. What? It came back to the movie. It was just stupid. And it really annoyed me. So I'm like, fucking BC. They don't know how to run shit. Even though they're like the second biggest production company out there. They don't know how to run an app. A streaming, streaming networks have been around since what? I don't know. The dawn of time now. Ten years. But it's like, run it the right way. I'm like, what? Really, with this movie, like it was just stupid. I feel like if you're gonna do that in a movie, yeah, either put two minutes of commercials before the movie and put like two minutes at the end. What something you didn't need to break in five or six times with ten or twelve second and not like thirty second commercials, like fifteen second things. Yeah, exactly about NBC, like self promotion in the middle of a movie that doesn't have any natural breaks in it. Like why just just show me everything you want to fucking show me at the beginning. I'll watch that and be done with it. It makes no sense. It was stupid. It made me want to kill myself. Well, okay, so it didn't, you may not watch YouTube as much as I use, as I do, but apparently a couple years ago there was this thing called Adpocalypse mm-hmm. where they would do that. They would yes, flood the front of it and people are like, "Well, f this. I don't want to sit through all these required ads and nobody would watch videos." Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where we're like, "Oh, if we put all these like 2-3 minutes of ads at the beginning, no one's actually going to watch this movie." But see, when I say the beginning, I mean like cuz you know how if you if you don't if you have the I don't, if you have the don't have the ad-free version of Hulu, mm-hmm. when you start something, there's a minute and a half of commercials at the beginning. Mm. And, and I'm like, "I'm perfectly fine with that. I'll play it. I'll do whatever the fuck I need to do for a minute and a half, and then I'll come back to you. And then there's no commercials throughout the rest of the episode. That's nice. Which I like. And I'm like, I would assume that if you're going to put ads, that's what you would do. You can skip past the commercial. Great. It's the only commercial I got to deal with. Awesome. I'm fine with it. I'll watch a minute and a half commercial um, at the beginning to not have to worry about you uh, popping into everything else, you know, every few seconds. But this was a movie. Like, you are literally like, there were literal times where it interrupted. The actual experience, like where I was, like, you know, like when you're actually some- him driving and it cuts off during like the yeah, action. Yeah, and it's sequence. like, and you're like, what the fuck, really? 
Well, it doesn't bode well whenever we downloaded the NBC Sports app to watch the Olympics, and the rating was two stars out of five, and there and people were like, "Do not use this." Yeah, NBC, get your fucking shit together. So, <laughs> um, what we were going to talk about is because I, you know, there's something that there there is a an art, not an art, but there is something that I feel like has been missed over the past like decade. I'm a kid of TRL. Yes. And I, you know, whenever I would have stay home sick days and I'd get up early and they'd have those like marathons of music yes. videos. Did you have the box? I don't know. The box was like this, this this channel that would like where you could call in and dial like a number for like a music video and it would play music videos all day. Oh no, I didn't have that. It was like channel eight. I remember Louisville was channel eighty one. I remember oh. that. I remember specifically. <laughs> But you could play like you could just you could just call it. I don't know if it costs. I couldn't remember. It probably did. But you would call. You'd be like, I would listen to. Uh, I would have watched the video for Backstreet Boys: Larger Than Life, and you would call and type in the code of the video you wanted to see, and it, it was it was like a music video jukebox, basically. Why is that not a thing still? I don't know, but I loved that shit. And I was like, so I'm like, you know, it's hard now because, you know, MTV hasn't been MTV since, I don't know, 1992. And, uh, well, I mean, forgetting TRL. Because even TRL was like, used to show full music videos, and then TRL stopped showing full music videos, and we're only showing like 30 seconds of a music video. I'm like, you're a music video countdown show yeah and you have showed literally four minutes of by the end of trl they show maybe four minutes of empty of uh, actual music videos after like an hour of well watching. speaking of mtv it's a little weird so on paramount plus if you watch rue anything like rupaul yes all stars yeah why does it I, I get it's part of it but why does it start with that i don't know maybe they're trying to get more support who knows um but on accident, this is all to say, on accident, I scrolled all the way too far up on my Apple TV, and I was like, oh, music videos. Sure. I haven't watched one of those in years. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, like, there are people whose music videos I will search out. Uh, like, Lil Nas X. Yes, on a more recent version, yes. Lil Nas X is, is definitely first. Um, Lady Gaga is obviously one. Yes. You know her shit's going to be weird and off the wall. Um, Disco stick. Ever since then, I've been hooked. <laughs> poker face uh yeah so that those are the ones i'm I'm automatically beyonce she's another one that as as, since single ladies came out as a music video i'm like every time she's a video i'm I'm, I'm watching something i don't think i've watched a music video from beyonce since single girls or since single ladies single ladies uh she's had a she's had some really a lot of her music videos from um from that album were good and then i saw like the two seconds of like lemonade and i was like "Mm." lemonade was like a was like a visual concept yes um, I, I didn't enjoy watching it. Um, I'll have to show you. I'll have to find you some of that that you can like. But okay. we um, kind of went through and watched, you know, a few videos recently. I mean, this is going to seem really female heavy, but it's, it's um, which is fine. But obviously we watched, we, you, you brought up Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. Industry Baby. Okay. So I, ever since you showed me Monstero. Montero. Montero, sorry. No, you're good. And... I was hooked on his videos. I mean, that one, anything that would come out afterwards, I was dead set. So, and did you know, or did you watch, there's apparently like a three minute before Industry Baby video oh. where he's being sentenced to the prison. 
I know they, they they shortened it like a really short clip in the in a, oh no I didn't watch the yeah whole thing. there's actually like a three minute where he where they're talking and, and he's like on trial and it's and it's literally it, it's supposed to be ironic because of how he's been like publicly on trial or being mm-hmm. like accused by Twitter and people on yeah. there so it's like a public's opinion trial it's like uh, I'm sorry sir you're on trial for being gay you're on trial like and like they're accused. oh it's it's really like yeah I yeah. liked it. And then they sentence him for like being gay, and as your mama know, and things, and you know, like putting him in jail for that. Oh wow, I didn't, I didn't even. I have to go back and watch that. Yeah. This, uh, but that video itself gave me like, it totally gave me Lady Gaga telephone vibes. See, I was mesmerized. You- I don't want to say mesmerized. I was, I was taken aback by the shower scene. I, I was, I was, I was taken aback. I was like, okay. Keep pushing them buttons. Keep mm-hmm. doing it. Please keep doing it. That's what I was saying. I, I love that. Um, but have you? do you know the video that I'm referencing? Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Telephone. Hello, hello, baby. I'm calling. I can't hear a I thing. haven't watched it in years. But it was like, I think she was in, I think she was in prison. And then like, you know, Beyonce's obviously. Yeah. I believe that was. So it kind of gave me vibes kind of like that in a way. But I love like the direction of it. The choreography was really cool. The pink cool. jumpsuits, like the like the actual like look of it all. Yeah, they like they leaned into this is a gay prison. Yeah, and then I, I love like at the very end when they're kicking up the dust. I love a dance when they kicks up the dust. Come on now, I love it. Can we bring back that? Okay, for all y'all Gen Z who weren't in the nineties, these throwbacks to like the big panning like like crane shots of yeah. like a dance squad in a big open dust field or on yeah oh love it throw back to the 90s yes please i, I, I love it i love the cut of your jib because you know a jib is a, the jib arm you know do you get yes. it you got it you got it did you guys get it okay great. i got it um some film knowledge there you know i gotta showcase it a little bit i paid for those student loans for nothing um so but yeah, I love that video, and also Jack Harlow. We cannot go without saying that because obviously he's from Louisville, Kentucky, so we have to give that shout out. Oh yeah, uh, of being that. You know, people tried to come for Lil Nas X because they were like, "Well, if this is supposed to be a gay video, then why does Jack Harlow have a straight girl or have a girl in it and stuff like that?" And he's like, "Because I'm gay and Jack Harlow's straight." That's Thank you. Why, like, next question. Like, you know, <laughs> so which is which? I'm like, yeah, get your fucking shit together. Um, the next one we, we wrote, we're gonna. The next one we watched was, um, you guys. Billy Eilish is like obviously the big, big, big thing now. Have you listened to a lot of her, a lot of her music at all? If it's been on the radio or like on a hits list, mm-hmm. then yes. I, I normally like if I put music on, I put something on the background. I don't have to listen to. It's mm-hmm. more more music less lyrics right um if i'm cutting my grass or like doing something though i'll put on like today's hits or like today's number one today's pop like whatever like the charts are Mm -hmm. so she's been on the charts so i've heard um bad guy multiple times now see billy i was just one i didn't really she's one i didn't fall into immediately Mm -hmm. like i was kind of like i to be to be honest after listening to a lot of her stuff bad guys probably the song i like the least Really? Yeah. After okay, listening to, listen to, to then, some of her like other stuff, I was kind of like, "This is one I don't lo- watch. Love watch. Loved. Uh, you should see me in a crown. Like I love those songs from earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did a song with Khalid that I don't remember the name of right now. Uh, My boy, I love that song. Like, but Bad Guy was the one I think that blew up. It and did. I was like, I don't like this song. I didn't. I mean, I didn't hate it. I just was like. This is it. So I didn't. I stemmed away from her, but she does have a new. She does have new stuff. But her newest, not her newest video, because her newest video is happier than ever. But we watched. 
Your Power, which is with her lead single from her newest album. And that video is like giving me artsy fartsy. Okay, so I I even told you when we watched it, like the opening crane shot or drone shot, it's gotta be a drone shot yeah. related, of like zooming into her on the cliff. I was like, are we in Westworld? Are we zooming into the park? It took like a minute and a half. I'm like, girl, where is she? Like, what are we doing here? Is this just going to be, a, is, is this about geography? Like, what are we doing? See, I wonder if she's going to be like Dua Lipa, where I, I went, and the first time I ever heard Dua Lipa was as an opener mm-hmm. for, which concert was she an opener for? I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember either. Bruno Mars, I think, is what she was Probably. an opener for. That makes sense. But yes, that's the first time I ever heard her. And after that, I could not stop hearing her on like hit lists and things. And now mm-hmm. all the songs she comes out with, um, I just go, okay, I see you. Yeah. So I've, I've started to appreciate her more. Yeah. So maybe Billie Eilish is one of those where I'm going to be, you know, going back and listening and kind of appreciating. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Rodriguez, Rigo. Olivia Rodrigo. I can't speak today. No. Olivia Rodrigo has been a little bit of that. I actually, but I never even showed Emily her CD, and Emily found her music first, and we just started playing it in the car the other day. The gaze went for uh, Olivia Rodriguez. Oh, you, you um, showed me. But yeah, that uh, that video of hers, Your Power, if you listen to the lyrics, it is obviously about, like, you know, the chorus is like, try not to abuse your power. Yes. And she's sitting on this cliff with, like, I can barely watch it because I don't do snakes, you guys. But the snake just literally, like, coiling itself around her throughout the entire video until it you know, basically, you know, the, the point is that it kind of strangles her and then the camera pulls out. So it's very, I think the imagery in that is what made me kind of like that song a, a lot was that it was just so... Very conceptual. Yes. It made me think, and, it, and not even really, because it's, it's it, to, be, to be honest, it's a very simple concept. Yes. It's like, if not over your head, it's like, I am being strangled and I can't do anything about it. And I'm, and I'm not fighting against it. And that's just, and I'm like, that is a really, like how many people are feel that way all the time? Well, and, so, and to back, like as I said, as much as I love a, a group dance breakdown, mm-hmm. the, the being the only person shot on this cliffside right. with a fake snake, rat, like, okay, girl, I love the artsy of it. It's we don't know if it's fake. It could be C it's, it could be C it's probably CG, but it looked yeah. old enough to me. Um, but then, we, but then we circle back around to like big sweeping dance scenes into Normani. You guys, Normani finally, after I don't know, 15 years after Motivation, has finally come out with a single, Wild Side with Cardi B, featuring Cardi B. And the video, because you know Normani showed up, showed up at the end of WAP last year. Yep. Uh, in one of those little uh, sexy dance rooms. I feel like this is like, okay, and I want, I'm not, I'm not, I just put this together. The room she was in was Red Room, which is the sex room from Fifty Shades of Grey. And it was, I don't know, I'm just going multiple places here. Oh, yeah. But, like, I wonder if that was her room from WAP that this this theme did. I have to watch it. Um, But this one is very, like, this song is like a slow, like, R&B, boom, boom, like, tons of bass, though. You you put this on when you're going to be getting down. Yes. It is definitely giving me, like, 90s... um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like 90s boy bands where it's like, girl. Oh, yeah. Or like, I don't, I can't think of a song specifically. It's like, there's, there's definitely those songs in the 90s that people fuck to. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't act like, I don't know. Search yes. any boy, Joe to see, pick one. Blackstreet, I don't know. Find a, a black boy band, and, except for Boys to Men because they were too wholesome. 
you know. <laughs> they were like, water runs dry, you know, bend it knee. They wouldn't talk about fucking nobody. So you could find them songs from back in the early 90s where they were like, uh, oh, oh, it just came to me. What was the one? Uh, Somebody rock and knocking the boots. <laughs> like, yes, like it gave that vibe. It really did. It was totally that vibe. Only up from the girl side. She's like, hey, show me your wild side, boy. I know it's been a while, boy. Um, Let's take a ride, boy. But when <laughs> Cardi B came on and she's like, it's my dick. I want it now. But like, naked, you guys. Owned it. But naked with the long mm. hair. Her and I mean, honestly, I am loving like the amazing amounts of just like female musical talent out there right now. Like, and it's so, it, there's so many different, like you've got Billie Eilish out there who is, you know, kind of doing a lot of she's got she's got some 60s references of some of her music she's got like you just see me in a crown from her first video okay or from her first cd that one's got like the sound is like a knife it's like like a knife sound which is very creepy but you know she takes a lot of different influences and it all kind of melts together in a really cool way okay and then you think of olivia rodrigo who to me is a more sophisticated kind of avril lavigne from back in the 90s who is you know that angsty teenager but it's not like annoying in a way and yeah. then you 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 go into like Oh, we didn't even talk about Camila Cabello. I was gonna go south of the border before we got on to the next. Camila Cabello, um, where is she actually from? Do you know? I don't. Let me. You want me to look it up? Yeah. Um, Camila Cabello's new song "Don't Go Yet." You guys, that song made me want to get up. I heard that song in my car, and I was like, "This bullshit makes me want to fucking dance." Like this is the, the shit. And just hearing the song, um, and to me, Cuban. She's Cuban. That makes too much. That makes total sense. Her video for "Don't Go Yet" was just total Cuban amazingness. First of all, Valentina for you drag show, uh, drag race fans showed up in there. Didn't do much, but she was there. I was excited. I love Valentina. Uh, but you okay? We had this conversation. I. I liked her in her original season when they dubbed her. This is a little side tangent. When they dubbed her not Miss Congeniality but Fan Favorite, they had yeah. to change it. But in All Stars, she just she came in and was like, well, I've been in Vogue. I've done this. I'm As she the should pretty be. girl. Oh, my God. The look I'm serving today. No. And then when she wasn't doing well in a challenge, she's like, but I'm the pretty one. Here's the thing. Here's why I love Valentina. Because Valentina's delusional. So and yes. that's what I loved about it. Yes. And I think she knew. I think what happened was when, in All Stars, that bitch knew. She was like, you know something? I, I think I'm a little delusional. I've got to lean all the way into that. No, get me and I wrong. loved she it. She did better in All-Stars than she did in her original season. I, I came off of All-Stars loving her. But All-Stars, she just she seemed like, I'm do the crown. Like, look how pretty I am. Dude, the amount of money she probably made after, oh, COVID, sure. ha- after COVID happened mm-hmm. with the whole, I like to keep it on, please. And then yes. COVID happened. Valentina started COVID, y'all. She did it. That's the <laughs> fucking file. She did it. I like to keep it on, please. Um... But Camila Cabello went like full on Cuban, like I'm talking doing some, and I don't want to, and, and I don't mean this to be mean or derogatory, but doing some ugly dance moves and looking pretty doing it. Like oh, I loved it, and the the dudes with the with with the crazy, hair, it just I was like the colors, the, the co- movement, oh my the God. video. I could watch that video so over and over and over, and then listen to that song over and over and over again. And she's giving me like, and she's done a little bit of that in like some of her previous stuff like I, I like where she's had just a little bit of tinge of that music i haven't delved dove deep into her shit yeah but you know this song is like deep cuban roots deep cuban dance like you could just hear it the horns the it's just one of those one of those songs if i hear it in the club oh you ain't go, get the fuck out of the way i'm gonna dance my Look, ass off to this you've song. given me three new people now to like kind of 
dig into yes. a little more. And thank you for that. Nor- Normani's not going to be a far dive. She's got no, two fucking really. songs, bitch. I'm mad about that hoe because but I Billie love. Eilish, I feel like it's going to be the yeah, big one. Yeah, you should. Um, you guys get, take a look at some of these music videos seriously. Like they are really. It's a really eclectic mix of everything. And obviously. I don't listen to country, so I can't speak for country music. They but the same thing. They were back when Billy Ray Cyrus was saying, "Don't break my heart, don't yeah, break my achy, break my heart." It's for me like country. It's got a breakthrough. Like it's got There's a like the, Mary Morris. Yeah, somehow randomly just kind of broke through a little bit. But even then, I couldn't really get into the whole album. And sometimes, every now and then, I actually have two Kelsey Ballerini. Bellarini. Bellarini. I have I two Kelsey Bellarini songs in my playlist. And I'm like, and it's because they're they're slower and they're not super duper like, you know, country. So I think I think Mary Morris is kind of the same. So those have kind of snuck in a little bit. But like it is really hard for me to really delve into country unless you're a hot dude. See, and that's where I'm not I'm not going to the hot dude part. There was that whole run of, you know, Every song's got to be the girl on a t- on a tailgate with mm-hmm. a bikini top, and that's how I got to Luke Bryan. And okay. uh, but there was a lady group who actually they made fun of. It. They're like, "Why we gotta wear that? Those that those bikini bras are itchy. Those shorts are too short." Like like someone made a song about that, and it's it's kind of grown. But a lot of the videos I've seen that are country videos, I never really enjoyed recently. We had like told stories. There's one mm-hmm. where. It was a guy telling the story about the birth of his first child, but it was done in a very beautiful, like flowy, mm-hmm. him and his wife and the reveal. It, it was very beautiful, but like I like more of a story than a, well, we got to have a tractor and a dog and a girl dancing in a bikini. Like, oh, look, where's my beer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get you. All right, you guys, stay tuned for this week's review. All right, everybody, welcome back. This week, we are taking a look at our first, no, not first, second second ever Peacock original, and I know we were bashing on NBC a second ago, but whatever. We're looking at Girls 5 Eva. We decided since we since we shit on them the past couple last week and, you know, the beginning of this podcast, we would review something of theirs, but to to be fair, it, out of the one show we reviewed, that is the one thing they actually did well was do a reboot of yes. Saved by the Bell. That we, we actually said that was a watch, right? You both said it was a watch, right? I believe we both said it was a watch. It was good. It was funny. It was quirky. It was great. It was good writing. It Nostalgia. didn't have com- it didn't have commercials in the wrong fucking place. And when 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 they told you an episode was coming out, it came out. You have to wait for four days, like you have to do with the Olympics. <laughs> We're not gonna rehash. But Jeremy's a little jaded. <laughs> Fuck they ruined my experience. <laughs> We've been waiting for five years for the Olympics and they ruined it. Ruined, ruined it. it. But yes. Girls, girls five ever. Good job, I like that. Um, so yes, girls five ever is basically. Uh, let me get the. Well, I was like, you get the original, but here's my 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 general overview. It follows a has been girls group that is trying to re find fame in the current time. And yeah. like. I guess current years. Yeah. So it's basically pretty close. When a one hit wonder girl group from the 1990s gets sampled by a young rapper, it's members reunite to give their pop star dreams one more shot. This time while balancing spouses, kids, jobs, debt, aging parents, and shoulder pain. 
you. Shoulder pain. Shoulder pain. <laughs> oh, you guys could have done without that one. Yeah. So, uh, first off. Characters. Cast, yeah, casting characters. So, immediately, what was the first name you recognized on this? Sarah Bareilles. Yes. Uh, if you guys remember, she had, uh, her big breakthrough song was Love Song back in like the mid-late 2000s. I'm not going to write you a love song because you asked for it. Like, that song was everywhere with that little... Bum, 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 banana, bum, bum. Like at the beginning, like, hey, yes. bitch was airware in 2007. Err, Everywhere. Um, so she's in that. Um, now, can I say, I didn't realize, A, how attractive she was. I always remember her from that, like, video being a little grungy, maybe. Oh, like she, she, was try, she was trying to uh, channel Vanessa Carlton vibes, probably. Do you know who Vanessa Carlton is? Uh, she was late 90s or 2000s i believe vanessa mm, carlton um the name a thousand miles oh yes yeah. yes, yes, yes yes you get it you get it because okay. she was piano and like yes. look at me i'm piano but i'm edgy yes <laughs> okay fair enough i'm playing the piano in combat boots <laughs> and a pretty dress with eyeliner on i'm edgy uh, i don't know if she did that i don't remember but <laughs> but yeah like i said I, I haven't really seen her since 2000s with Sarah, right, Sarah Bareilles. She's right. been kind of out of the view of my um, of, out of my out of our view. Yes. Now her boyfriend is apparently in another show we were thinking about reviewing. He's in uh, Mayor of Easttown. Her li- real life boyfriend. Yeah. Who's her boyfriend? Uh, I'll have to find his name real quick. Keep going. Um. So. No. Now we gotta figure this out. Who is that man? Pete something. Pete Sampras. No. Peter, 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 Peter. Uh, who do we know as Pete? You guys, Pete's Pete, Pete, the Pete from um, the Pete that used to date Ariana Grande from SNL. Pete Young, what's his name? Hold on, I'm finding it. Pete Big Dick. <laughs> oh my God, you went there. I mean, that's the only thing I know about him. I know his face. No, is I was totally wrong. I think it's Joe Tippett. Who the fuck is Joe Tippett? He's one of the side characters in Mayor of Easttown. He must not be somebody I know. Whatever. Um, next, uh, I'm not sure if we would, I'm not sure which one of these is, oh, that guy. Okay. Do you look him up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but next, uh, is probably one that's been around, you can kind of toss up between one of these two characters, which one I think is the I'm more excited about Renee Lee Goldsberry. Um, Renee Lee Goldsberry. I don't really um, know where she was from. Like I, I know her from the One Life to Live days. Like she was in oh, One Life to Live when I okay. used to watch One Life to Live back in the early 2000s. Uh, love Renee Lee Goldsberry. Uh, acclaimed, not acclaimed singer, but she's she's obviously had like a couple like really, you know, probably not probably not great performing albums. But her biggest credit now is that she was in the original recording of Hamilton. The original stage uh, performance just that. of Hamilton. Okay. She was she in played, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Yeah, she played uh, one, the 6-4 boss in That's, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist okay. as well recently, season one. Yes. Um, so this bitch has been around. She, she's got the pipes. She knows how to sing. She's yes. got it. Um, we got Busy Phillips. Which, I mean, come on. It, Busy is that one girl who you, you always pick up and you're like, oh, she's still here. Yeah, like she's around. Like she was in, I, I remember her first popping up in like the probably the last season of Dawson's Creek way back in the day. Um, after that, she was in Cougar Town. I just think of her in White Chicks. That's really where I go when I think of Busy Phillips. I've never seen White Chicks. <gasps> Once you go black, you need a wheelchair. I don't like Wayne Brothers like that. I'll watch it one day, but I it's don't know. It's so funny. I know people say that, but... <laughs> 
No. Watch Every time it. I see a meme or a clip of it, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then the other movie I've seen that I've watched more than once, and I hate to admit, is Made of Honor with Patrick Dempsey, where she's like the crazy sex-driven... Is that the one with uh with with Jennifer Lopez? No. That was Made in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. What made is of, Made of Honor? Made of Honor is Patrick Dempsey. He like invented the, the coffee koozie for like Starbucks, the little like piece of cardboard that goes around it. But who's the girl? Honestly, I'm I'm looking up who the main girl is, but he's like best friends with the girl, and she's getting married to somebody else, um, Michelle Monaghan. Oh, don't care about her. But yeah, like so, it's Patrick Dempsey and and Busy Phillips is in that, and she's like the sex driven, like wants to just jump his bones the whole movie. Speaking of romantic comedies, when uh the wedding, when the wedding planner, wedding singer, wedding, 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 the one with Deborah Messing and. The one with Deborah Messing and... Wedding date. Oh. Oh, I just said wedding day. Wedding date? Yeah. And not Dylan McDermott, but the other one. McDermott Dylan. Oh. <laughs> McDermott, yeah. Dermot, Dermot, Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> Dermot Mulroney. Because I always... I'm like, their names are flipped. That's so a was, good little so rant. I was We've like, inside. I know, right? Sorry. Um, I remember that movie. I remember that movie for one thing. I remember because you saw his ass in that. And I was like, mm. yes. Because I fucking love uh, Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> I forgot that he was in New Girl too. He was in a couple seasons of New Girl. I don't know how we got from Busy Phillips to like five things like and away. You know, and, but you, but you do know that Dylan McDermott showed his butt in American Horror Story season one. Oh my god! He was like turned off into a windowsill. I'm like, dude, come on, calm down. All right, Nat. But Billy Phillips has been around, y'all. So. Yes. And then like our other main character really is uh, Laura Pell, which I don't think that she's really Paula been Pell. around. Paula Pell. I'm sorry, I said Laura. Uh, Paula Pell, who. She's been in a few things. She was in Wine Country, a um, few episodes of AP Bio, but she's kind of been around. I haven't seen her really in anything isn't else. Isn't she kind of a, I, mean, I don't want to say she's a stand-up comedian, but isn't she more like comedy-based with her? Probably. Okay. Probably. She's been She's been in a lot of stuff. She just, I don't know if she's been a main character in any of it, but you no, know, she's she been No, she really around. hasn't. Though. Yeah. So, um, as far as like the, the characters themselves, we, Sarah Bareilles plays Dawn. Um, well, hold on real quick. So the group is called Girls Five Eva because there's Girls Five Eva because four Eva is too short. Yes, and it was originally made up of five girls. So let's not correct. So these, um, so in the main story, one of the girls is dead. So the, this story follows the four living girls of Girls Five Eva. Right, Ashley, played by Ashley Park, who has been in Emily in Paris. I believe she was. Yes, yeah, she was she Emily was in the Paris. Friend, the one yeah. who could actually sing. Um, so she's in there. Oh, I forget that. Like. Dean Winters, who is I love Dean Winters. He, for me, I used to think he was the hottest thing. I think used to think he was kind of hot back in the Oz days. He used to be in Oz with Christopher mm-hmm. Melanie, and he popped up in like Parks, not Parks and Rec. I'm sorry, um, Thirty Rock a lot. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and everything like that. So he uh, plays uh, Don or Cibrell's brother. Yes, but um, but yeah. So we actually obviously they have the the five girl group ashley is obviously dead now i can't remember why uh and then so she fe- she, she she lost her battle with an infinity pool yes that's how it's explained um <laughs> so cerberellas plays dawn who yes. is you know she is you know working at her brother dean winters her brother's restaurant mm-hmm. she's got you know her black husband and her kid and just like whatever, going to the York lonely boy. Yeah, and she's just going through the motions, basically. Exactly. Um. Then Busy Phillips plays Summer, who is Summer. Oh my God, the half of Summer and Kev. 
Yeah, I forgot Andrew Reynolds. Andrew Reynolds plays Kev. So she's ha- Kev. Kev was a boy bander. Yeah, and she was you know the girl bander grouper, and you know obviously they, you know they got together. You know this is supposed to be the guy that play on a Britney Justin yeah. type like, the, it, type like thing. and everybody's like oh but the PR people told you to do this and she's like no I love Kev I'm ha- it's summer and Kev oh my god right and he's never at home uh, and he, then, he comes home <laughs> once one time one week in a month on moms that have a thirty one yes. And then and they have a kid as well, and their kid's like an like a makeup influencer, and she's like four yep. or something. Uh, so Summer is obviously living her best delusional life. Uh, and oh then, yeah. And then we have uh, uh, Paula Pell. Yes. Who plays Gloria? Who I'm sorry, the fact that she's a dentist. Yes. Uh, okay, a no longer closeted lesbian dentist in yes. New York City. Right, and she's the one who. For lack of a better term, she's the only one who doesn't really look like like when they go to flashbacks of the '90s group. Sarah Bareilles, um, Renee Lees, Busy Phillips, Ashley Parker all playing. Well, Ashley Parker obviously because she's dead. Yeah, but um, they're younger selves. They're all just playing themselves, just looking younger. They have a whole different stand-in for Gloria because Gloria has you know gone through some body changes. You know she's you know got a little bigger. You know whatever. She's the only one who doesn't look like herself, which is you know kind of funny. And she makes a funny comment. I think she's the youngest of the group. Right. Yeah. She's supposed to be the youngest. Um, beaten down by life, girl. Oh yeah. Uh, but then we have uh, Renee Renee Elise Goldsberry who plays Wiki Roy. Oh. Now every girl group, Wiki Wiki Roy is the Beyonce. One hundred percent. One hundred. But she has the pipes. Yeah, that's the point. Like she she's like she's like look. I've got, if there's anybody going solo in this group, it's going to be me. Yes. She is, she's got like the pipe. She's got, she's delusional, grossly delusional. Um, and she is also like, you know, trying, trying to live her best life, you know, through Instagram, you know, kind of taking photos and videos and putting, putting forward this life of luxury that she's living. The appearance, the facade. Yes. If you will. Uh, because, you know, that's what she's all about. Uh, but those are like, those are the five main characters. Like yeah. we said, we, you have Sarah Bareilles' husband, who we really don't know much about him. He's just, I guess, been around for a while. Yeah. They have a kid who's probably going on five or six. Yeah, probably Yeah, probably around that or whatever. Um, Again, busy. Um, she has, you know, her husband who lives in Tampa, and she lives up in New York. They have their kid. Uh, Paula has an ex-wife. Um, yes. And then Wiki is just, like, chilling on her own. Exactly. With, and then, uh, then there's their ex-manager, who's the other kind of, like, sub-character. Yeah, Larry of Larry's Junk Removal. Uh, and he was, you know, Larry played, Larry's like this, you know, this swarmy, like, gross. Like, he probably grabbed them inappropriately back when oh, they he, were in the night. Like he, well, in, like, the first episode, he goes, I air honk now. Yeah, like, he was just a problematic manager that probably got you deals that you shouldn't have done. Oh, yeah. Like, got them really crappy gigs back then, but, you know, they were just trying to make it. So, of course, they went with that mm-hmm. manager, basically. So, um, but no. So, we talked about the character. Like, what? So, the main plot, like we said, is uh, this rapper called Lil Stinky. Lil Stink. Lil Stink. Um, basically samples their main single in their song and yes. they and they perform with him on fallon yes and <laughs> which i'm i'm actually shocked that they actually brought like fallon in yeah uh, well they, it is they, NBC. they got some names it is nbc well did you see who directed this tina fey yeah, yeah tina fey like i think created or produced or did something yeah. similar to this um but so they sing and they they come back and they're like well should we do this and they were like yeah let's like 
you know, because they got a little bit of money for the sample, like very little bit of money. Yes. And they love performing with Lil Stink and decide, hey, you guys, I think we should give this another run. Because we never had our, our actual true chance because... Um I think I think Wiki split from the group. Wiki split from the group. I think they said they started falling apart because they wrote a song about planes and being flight attendants and released it the day before nine eleven. Yeah, and they kind of like burned. Yeah, it kind of it kind of flopped because of that. So yeah. but yeah, we like you said, they do have some really big names in this. They have uh, Jimmy Fallon, Vanessa Williams shows up, Colbert, uh, Colbert. Yeah, so uh, Tita Fey shows up in it as well, which is you know pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like obviously we're probably talking about the plot. But what's also pretty cool about this is they they do like a lot of I don't know who wrote these songs. Well, they're hilarious. Like uh, what was it called? Uh, Dream girlfriends. Yes, because our dads are dead. Exactly. He gave us some information, but we forgot what he said. Then, so you don't have to meet him. Yeah. Oh, and then what was it? Um, New York Lonely Boy. Yes, they. You guys, they wrote some, uh, some crazy, like really just funny fucking songs, and it really, it really, it really caught me off guard. I was like, they wrote original songs for this. How dare you guys? And also, thank you. Well, let me. Say, part of the joy of watching this was. You know how, like, Marvel has the post-credit scenes? Mm-hmm. You have the post-credit actual, like, they play the full version. So, like, you get, like, the little mm-hmm. tidbit, and you're like, oh, that's kind of a funny little, like, line or verse. Right. No, they played the entire two-and-a-half-minute song over the credits and feature that song. So, yes, they are writing full-length songs. Yeah. It's giving me, like, oh, the other two kind of vibes where all of Chase Dreams' songs were kind of original songs. Exactly. Dancing to you. Stang. Stang. It's not a party till you reek. Sorry, wrong show. But yeah, oh. so but, but the, now there's like all these challenges. You know, they're trying to go through, trying to be, you know, trying to put everything back together. Like you know, ne- obviously they're older. Yes. You know, their bodies can't do what they used to do. They're trying to start from the bottom again. Well, and then they start trying to get their music played, but then they find out their music's owned by Larry. Right, it's still owned. Like they're, they're, so, they're, they're having all the all these obstacles of trying to figure out how to get back up there, and which is you know. To me, it's like some of the funniest parts of that. Like yeah. it's, um, really. I lo- I think what's what's really cool is like they all they really do all have these four super super d- distinct personalities, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like though they meld really well together. And well, I do, and and, it, and it's, this definitely you could watch this. And it definitely has that Tina Fey stamp of like there's some really dumb. Oh, it's humor. very. Kimmy Schmidt. There's some dumb humor in it where you're like, yeah, yeah. Tina Fey did this bullshit. You can just tell. Oh, yeah. Like the disappearing stool, like out of nowhere for the piano. It just like disappeared. Oh, well, I'm like, the piano that's some, and they had to like some, throw the blanket. That's some Tina Fey fucking bullshit. You just know it. I'm like, yes. that's her fucking humor. You, you, you know. But um, but yeah, what else? Well, and I think the fact that they, they mesh so well together with the characters is they actually are playing on like tropes of girl groups. Yes. Like, like go back to Spice Girls. And you had Sporty Spice, Scary Spice. Like, you had the ones that were the dumb girl. You had the ones that were the pretty girl. You had the ones that were the singer. Like, they're playing heavily into kind of like the Spice Girl realm of what these girls are. Right. But they they meld really well together. But I just like the fact that, you know, being that they're a certain age and they kind of have like a realization of, well, there are parts of us that are missing. Like, like Busy, she's the dumb one. She's like, I want to learn stuff. And like yeah. they, they kind of realize what their shortcomings are to try to make themselves better. Right, right. And they're and they're like, do we really need to 
like I think it's that push that like they're like even if we don't make it as this, we need to figure out something. Exactly. We need to like push ourselves to be to be further to do better, uh, which is obvious. Which is a really cool overarching uh, moment of the of the show. Just kind of when they're realizing all of that, and I think the the, the plot itself is you know simple, but they do. I mean, the cribs episode couldn't get enough. Oh. Yes. I was like, when I watched that, I was like, what is going on with my TV? Why does my TV look this way? And I like, <laughs> I was like restarting the episode. Like, what is happening? Like, I was, un- I was like, I was literally two seconds away from unplugging my TV being like, what the fuck happened to this TV? Why is it showing up grainy like this? And then I'm like, well, fuck it. Let me just play and see what happens. And I fast forward through the episode. And I was like, oh, it was an MTV Cribs episode. It's just grainy it's on purpose. Flashback. I was like, what a fucking idiot am I? But loved the Cribs flashback because that was just like <laughs> it was just stupid. I love Cribs, hated Cribs. I don't know, but cribs. did you think sometimes that they leaned into or like exaggerated too much some of the aspects of, of this culture and this? I think they did, but I feel like they were like, well, maybe it won't land. Well, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Cause... Like when they went to the radio conference mm-hmm. and they were like, I feel like you know trying to walk the room and you know you're selling yourself to get on radio but i'm just thinking who the fuck listens to radio anymore right i I do i do think one episode that was really cool was the um was where bowen yang from snl shows up Mm. and where because us gays love to find an obscure quote from something and use it to fucking death and that's basically what this episode was about was like they were i guess they were i can't remember the exact plot but they were kind of like we'll use the gays to kind of like get us trending yeah because obviously like we like to pick up something like come on um in recent memory one of the things i can say people 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 have picked up which me and my friend schaefer alleged we started years ago and that was when lady gaga had that thing where she was like plane bus another club another club next place cab no sleep like that thing and now it showed up on t-shirts everywhere that happened like almost 10 years ago and we're bringing it it back it's been a long time and now we're bringing it back all of a sudden on t-shirts everywhere like we love to pick a diva find something she said that's even slightly kind of funny and not really funny but kind of slightly funny and using it the um uh christine uh christine who's married to ben stiller christine oh god um from Hey Dude, but when she was uh, Jan, or not Jan, when she played Marsha on the Brady movie, and she was like, sure, Jan, like, that's making the rounds again. Like, we love to do that shit. So I thought that that episode was like, yes, obviously, I'm feeling this episode perfect. Yes, we do that. We love to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, You guys, we're going to head into spoiler territory. Yeah, I was going to say, it's about time. We've, we've kind of gone over the basic list. It's spoilers. Cool. Spoilers in three, two, one. Okay. I actually don't want to spoil this, but you guys, when Tina Fey shows up, it's dumb. And I love it. I, I didn't know what Tina Fey to begin with. I actually, like, was, I was watching it in a car because mm-hmm. we were going out for lunch. And I was like, who is playing that? And then Emily pointed out, that's Tina Fey. And my jaw dropped. You guys, it's stupid. It's dumb, but like the best kind of stupid. <laughs> but, this is, but this is exactly, if you've ever watched um, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, this is Tina Fey. Yeah, this is what she does. Yeah, like like you said, like the the whole thing. We're like, because uh, Wiki's piano is is clear. We we talked about it a little bit before, but we didn't want to spoil that part. Of it, but it's a, it's like a clear piano, and like 
they keep run they keep walking into it. Well, it disappears um, at certain like yeah. right angles. It goes completely disappears. She, oh, she said uh, she said you might want to uh, angle this or you might want to pull down the shades because she goes this could become a prism and burn down the entire building. And you're like <laughs> what? Like why would you have this? Or like a crimson where, where she said uh, I heard that Missy Elliott has a bed that looks like a Ferrari. Well, I did her one better. I've got a car that looks like a bed. It's I'm like, so what? Weird. What is this? Like, what is she doing? Well, like when she's walking through her house and she's like, I've always wanted to have a house that overlooks a cliff. So I designed this one. And it's like leaning. The vase, the vase yeah. leans. And she comes <laughs> I'm like, that is some, it is some really stupid <laughs> comedy. Like, and then like Summer's whole, Summer's whole thing of just like, uh, of like, well, Kevin, oh, when she did the, uh, she said, hey guys, I'm on a phone call with Kev. And it was a cameo. Oh, yes. <laughs> Or no, the whole point, like, when they make her make the salad, and then she brags about her salad the rest of the season. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, you guys, like, it's, she, they all had these really kind of, except for us, it's supposed to be the funny, funny one, but I do love that, uh, oh, my God, do you remember, like, at the very beginning of the first episode, when Wiki shows up, and her her scarf is flying behind her? Oh, yes, she (laughs) just walks down the hallway and just... I was like, "What are we?" I was like, I was, "That's what I knew." I was like, "This is this is Tina Fey fucking dumbass bullshit." Oh yeah, with this scarf like this, why is she doing this to well, me? And and when I was talking about them leaning too much into the industry, kind of like yeah. over exaggeration. When Wiki gets the job on American Warrior Singer, yes, and they're like, "We signed you for a thousand year contract, and we've already taped fifty two seasons in two days." And I was yeah. like, "That's where you're like, okay, I I'm with get, you. I get you're trying to like make a point of right. what people are doing." That's where you went a little too much. Yeah, that I, I feel like they could have done that a little different. Where they could have said, "We've we signed you up for a hundred year contract." Um, that that it that either um, we we signed you up for a contract that either expires uh that doesn't expire after you die, but you know it it goes like they could yeah. have found out a different way to do something like that or a hundred year contract where we we can use anything we want from you whether you're dead or alive into perpetuity or so you know they could have exactly. done something. Yeah, I'm with you. Like we're, it was just like we get it, we understand. Blah blah blah. You could have said all of your hair extensions will be deducted from your paychecks. Like uh, I don't know, something of that nature would have been a little different or a little more palatable. But at that point, I was so in. I was committed. I kind of yeah. I was committed at that point, but it was just I was kind of like, hmm, whatever. I could I could deal with that, but no, I get your point. Okay, and let me ask, and this is where I was trying to get to stay away from this. Jingle Ball. What are they making fun of? What is that supposed to be? I think Jingle Ball is a real thing. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, sure. I, I was wondering if they're trying to make fun of Eurovision. No. No, no, no. Jingle okay. Ball is real. Okay, because when they went to Jingle Ball and all those people were singing and Emily started like listening, she goes. Those songs sound familiar. And I was like, yeah, that's the song they turned down from Colbert. That's the song Sarah Bareilles wrote for them and they sold us. So, but I was like, is Jingle Ball a thing? iHeart, it's iHeart Radio, Jingle Ball. Oh. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's a thing. It is, it is a real thing. I, I knew it was a thing, but I was kind of like, is it? But it, it, it definitely is. Okay. Um, are we done with spoilers? I think so. I think it's time to Oh, because this year's Jingle Ball is. Damn, really? They big like this? Who's in it? Billie Eilish, Doja Cat, Dua Lipa, Harry Styles, Louis Capaldi, Sam Smith, Shawn Mendes, The Weeknd. Well, I mean, you heard the names they said December about, 10th. <laughs> like, when when the people who, like, won, like, Alicia Keys, Jay-Z, yeah. like, they were naming big names. Yeah, Jingle Ball's like a real fucking thing. Okay. Um, Hey, guys, that ends. Spoilers. We're done. All right. So, Bay of the Week now? I think it's Bay of the Week time. All right. Bay of the week. 
Okay, so actually, you guys, Jingle Ball is like we talked about Jingle Ball. Sorry, in the spoiler section, but this isn't a spoiler. Um, Jingle Ball actually is like a whole thing because, like, on that Friday, uh-huh. they have the Jonas Brothers, Khalid, Niall Horan, French Montana. Why don't we? And Zara Larson. When is it? Is it December? Is it actually a Christmas December tenth? Is oh, it like wow. it's like multiple weekends? Girl, what is this game? Can we go to New York and go to Jingle Ball? It's probably like a it's very probably exclusive. fucking cold as fuck. Oh yeah, cold AF. We we talked about last time we went to Chicago buying a thousand dollar jacket because you had to stay warm. We probably have to have two of those to keep warm in New York. I wish you hadn't said that because now I want one again. For me, just mentioning that. Yes, because I didn't want one until you just said it. And I know that the last winner wasn't even a winner. Like I would have been yeah. mad if I had to buy it last winner. Because exactly. last winner, hopefully the, the winner, hopefully this winner is the same. Oh yeah, I was fine with that. Um. So yeah. Uh. Okay. So sorry. Bay of the week. Um. I have my thoughts. I feel like I've let you start the last couple times. Sure. So go ahead. So I'm gonna start this time. Um. I kind of want to give it to Busy Phillips. Okay. I just think. Okay. She was the one I feel like had the most growth, character wise. You love a growth. I do love. He a loves the. Uh, he loves a. What day is it? And who has the most growth? That's that's <laughs> your, I, those, I, those, I, those are your pillars. But I feel like there. Like, how, I'm trying to say this. So, where Sarah Bareilles' character, she just had to find confidence mm-hmm. to write. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Paula's character, she confidence, confidence, but like also the ability to show that she's a strong, proud gay woman. Renee's character. She was always what she was. She didn't really change. She just decided to start doing something different. Like, she had a little bit... Like, she stayed with the group more. Mm-hmm. But Busy went from being the dumb, kind of pushed around girl. She's the one who realized her husband may not be what he says he is. Like, the story behind her and her husband. Like, you brought... You know, when she when she was on the phone call or FaceTime with him, and it was a cameo. Like, I'm sorry to say we've already gone through spoilers. But, like... The the funny, roomed. I'm kidding. But the funny little like jokes, a lot of the ones that stuck with me were from her performances. The ones that they carried throughout the rest of the season and that they continuously went back to and referenced were because of her. She was so integral with a lot of the story and joke telling. And I think she just did a good job with the character. She played it to where she's like dumb enough, mm-hmm. but she's getting old enough. Like I said, they all kind of had that growth thing. She's like, I want to start reading books. I want to learn something. And then she had that episode where she's like, starts spitting out facts. And I'm like, oh, she's like, see, I can do it. Like, I just feel like she's, I don't know, I just liked her character the most. Um, no surprise, I'm going with Renee Elise Ghostberry. And here's say, why. I know. Because to me, I think when you put some, I think, I know you said she doesn't have growth, but I think that when you when you look at her character, her character is what I feel has like, the nuance of having that growth, but she is still like fucking delusional. She's oh, growing. She's, oh, she's still herself, but she's crazy. Like she, yes. she's still nuts. And I think that she just did like, I think that she leaned all the way in. Oh, she did a great job. Don't get and me wrong. I loved like to be just, just the, her, her, just her facial expressions, the way, the way that she would, the way she would emote, the way she said that, like, the way she said the oh my god like when she was like 
when she was like, uh, when she was in a hotel room, she was like, uh, I've got the voice that God gave me. Like, she was just like, and she goes, I can't get this voice out of my, you know, where she was singing. And yeah. I'm like, she's singing for no, it was just like the most, I'm like, she, they gave her that script and she was like, fucking got it. And that. I, think, <laughs> I know who this is. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I, I just think that she was a full on standout i loved her in this and i mean i'm a little biased because i do love and to be fair i've i've probably seen them both in no, 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 i do this, love them both no, no, this way jeremy loves a diva i do love a diva i mean who doesn't i mean as, as a gay i think i, I think i gravitate towards the divas regardless but cease and desist bitch see I, I, exactly i can't <laughs> like she's too fucking good i just couldn't get enough of her i really couldn't i was like what is we can go do what we can go do W what's wiki gonna do what wwgd what we gonna do this episode <laughs> you know but i'm i i i i think they're i think they're on both sides of this anyway, wait a minute. ricky was my second choice two sides just, of the same coin yeah as I, I said wiki was my second choice i just think out of the two i liked the fact that busy had more influence i believe there wasn't as much like reference like like with with renee's they came back to the piano. That's kind of what they came back to in her like attitude. I don't know. Let's let's do it both. I'll, I'll do one of those where we leave it up to the people to decide. Yeah, let's do that. I like it. Okay, okay guys. So, watch or not? Was this the watch or not? Since you start with Bay of the Week, I'll start with okay. watch or not. You guys, as much as we shit on NBC, NBC is doing original content very well. Like this show was done extremely extremely well it was funny it was it was good in all the right places you know it was yeah went a little you know eh sometimes but what i like about it is that when they it's like when when a, when a joke doesn't drop they're like okay we'll keep going or they're like you know what that 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 joke was the best so we're just gonna keep doing it <laughs> like you oh, know yeah. like like whatever we're, we're just gonna lean in so i think that they did a really good job of writing these characters of putting this together of all the right nuances of really blending that like old school 90s you know pop era into the now and i love that and i think it's i think it's a really good representation of like of like rebooting like we're rebooting so much stuff from like the 80s and the 90s stuff like that it's like why wouldn't we write a show about a about a girl group or a boy group mm-hmm. that is trying to reboot themselves from the nineties, you know, and, and come up. So it's, it really just makes sense with the way things happen now. Um, I, I really, I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. Some things were too stupid. Yes. We talked like about the whole, the, the Colbert thing was a little stupid to me. I was kind of like, I wasn't really fully on board with that, but I was, I was, I was, I was on the ride. I was like, I'll stay on this ride for I now. I get what they were doing with it. Yeah. But it, I was like, uh, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, what do you think? I just have one question. What are you waiting five? What are you waiting five? Go watch this show. Okay, for people who have not ever watched a Tina Fey show, I'm assuming most people have Netflix. Go watch like a Kimmy Schmidt or the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm-hmm. That'll give you the kind of comedy you're looking at here. Which I'm hoping that this show, depending on how many seasons it goes, I hope it doesn't do what Kimmy Schmidt did, which is like completely burn out the end. True. But yes, that'll give you kind of a taste of what type of comedy you're looking at. I love Tina Fey's comedy from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, from 30 Rock. I think she's mm-hmm. hilarious. So I I loved this. Um, it really does shine through. You can tell what she was doing mm-hmm. and who, like, what parts she kind of, like, started, like, touching and taking control of. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, 
Peacock is doing it right. Like they have some shows. I did a rant about this with Apple the other way a couple episodes ago. But Peacock has some shows that people want to watch. You have your Parks and Rec, some things that are, are you know, not original, mm-hmm. but are NBC owned. And now you have your original content, which is growing on that. So you're getting more reasons to go and watch on Peacock. Mm-hmm. So it is starting to be kind of a grow up and and able to compete a little bit with the Hulus and the Netflixes. And I like that. It's different and it's more content. But this, oh, it stuck with me. All the jokes, like I said, they didn't land. But I'm still quoting it. It's, yeah. it's been a week since I've watched this. I'm still quoting. I have those songs. I have What Are You Waiting Five stuck in my fucking Every head. Every time it came out, I laughed at it. Oh, my God. I Normally, I skip the intro. I watch the intro to this show. Every single time. Every time. Every time. There, I, there was no skip until you skipped the next episode because you were wanting to watch it. And then when episode seven came and you wanted to go to number eight, you're like, that was it? Or when it came, you were going to number nine, you're like, that was it? Give me more. Gonna be famous together, cause that's one more than together. Oh, you guys, you really should watch it. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And on Instagram at watchornotpod. Huge shout out to Bradley Parsons. Thank you for creating our theme music. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you download podcasts. Don't make us come for you. <laughs>